Hi, welcome back to This Podcast Isn't Working. I'm your host, Heidi Wright, and this is where I come on once a week to talk to you about what's on my mind. And this week is special because we're not just picking my brains, we're going to be talking to a special guest, my friend Rebecca. Hi! Hello! Rebecca is on my podcast today. I'm so pumped because I'm not lonely while I'm recording. I'm here for you. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I invited you here today because something that you recently posted on Instagram got my attention and it kind of fits in with a few things I've already talked about on the podcast and hope to talk about more. I um, very humbly consider myself a creative. I think everybody is a creative being. I mean, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say I'm a creative anyway. Another topic, another day. (laughs) But yeah, I consider myself creative. And one thing that I've found is I've really enjoyed this podcast because it's given me a creative outlet But your uh, post that I'd seen on Instagram was about a creative outlet and it was to do with the recent, you know, changes that Instagram had made. Could you explain what had happened and what you said about it Hmm. for our dear listener? I can. Why, thank you. Okay. (laughs) Well, there's a story that gets to that point though. Ooh, yes. We'll go through the story. Let's rewind. I'm loving that. It's a few years worth of Whoa, yes, please share. I'm so excited about this, guys, seriously, because I get to hear this too. This is unrehearsed. You are hearing this balls and all. We just need context (laughs) is what it is. I'm loving context. Oh, yeah. Okay, I need to calm down. I'm so excited, guys. Sorry, I must be lonely. Context for the context. Context story. uh, Proceed. Okay. Well, basically, so I'd always loved photography and I liked Instagram, but then I finally was like, oh, I'm going to make my own specific photography Instagram account. Right. So you already had a personal one and so you created another one. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, this one, I want it to be actually good and have good professional photos because I'd been taking photos overseas of things and, you know, they were nice. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have felt that they were professional, but everyone else was doing it on Instagram. I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. So I did. And then I got like a bit too obsessed with it. Yeah. And what do you mean by obsessed? I'd research hashtags that were popular. Mm-hmm. I would like research the best way to do content, the mm-hmm. way to like who to tag um, in the photos. And this is all like to sort of, I guess, get more exposure or engagement or yeah. So like you're not just being creative and trying to do something well with your photography, but then you're exploring the platform, how it operates and how it could benefit you in the way of expanding your audience or like yeah. was there a goal in mind or... Well, to begin with, the goal was like, oh, maybe one day a dream would be to be a travel photographer. Awesome. That would be great. But that's even amazing. like admitting that is stupid because it's like, oh, what a, you know, crazy dream, you know. But, uh, but well, I, thought, I, I mean, I don't think it's stupid, but I can see why you would feel self-conscious about it because it seems a bit, you know, when um, everyone who moves to LA or something is like, I'm going to be an actor and everyone's like, huh, lol. Is that what you mean? Like it kind of seems a little like idealistic. Yes, and especially through Instagram, which everyone on Instagram has like a professional thing and they have their own like special hashtag and they all call themselves a photographer, but all they have is like a camera. Like what, what makes you a photographer? That's another question. Wow. And yeah, uh, again. Huge, yes, yes. <laughs> huge, yeah. Am I a creative? Am I a photographer? Um, what am I? What, who decides? Yeah, exactly. Huge stuff. Big questions. Okay. So, so yeah, yep. I'm taking photos and now it's not about this. Like I didn't want it, like the back 
the very back dream. Yeah. Back of the, what's that phrase? I don't know. Like, like the, where it, this all kind of came from. Like it's the, like the subconscious yeah. thing. I don't want to admit it, but like, yes, I'd love to be a travel photographer. Yeah. But you know what? I'm probably not going to be. So I'm just going to put some photos on Instagram, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll end up doing more photography projects and it'll encourage me to keep going. Cool. So like whether or not you become like a travel photographer extraordinaire sought after by all the people, you will be a better photographer at the end of it and like a happier creative. Exactly. Right. And that's where awesome. it should have stayed. Love that. But sad that that's not, this is the context story, not the actual story. <laughs> oh no. Because the context is yeah. that when you're on Instagram, automatically now you start evaluating your photos not for its creativity or its composition or its quality aesthetic quality it becomes the number oh so it's then a performance before this would you have measured wanted to measure anything about your creativity or your output your expression it's kind of hard I guess without the internet how is that even possible so well would you ever like take a photo and then like I don't know how would you measure whether it was the photo you wanted to take or whether it like was what you had envisaged in your mind? Like, would you ever like look back at your stuff and be like, Hey, that was, that was really, I don't know. Did you have any, I guess. Yeah. Basically what you're saying is no, you just would take photos that you liked and you thought were really nice. Yeah. But there's no like outlet to share them. Right. So yeah. Measuring, I suppose. Yeah. Is numbers, isn't it? So yeah. And that's what Instagram is. It's likes and then it's followers. And I'm building up this little profile for myself and Mm. I'm watching these followers who probably most likely were bots they're probably not even real people oh come on come on come on come on we're not getting money here to make you feel bad about yourself oh my gosh well wait were their names like um sophie dash dash nine nine five five bb six seven yes probably probably like half of them (laughs) okay beck i'm sorry to tell you but maybe there were a couple of bots no (laughs) look who knows people have weird names these days that's true and in real in the end like i became so Obsessed isn't the right word, but I started thinking too heavily about the audience. Yeah. And I'm thinking, as I'm taking the photo, I'm thinking, what would an Instagram like? Okay, this is where we need to halt this story because this is interesting. So first of all, we've talked about like obviously creative expression is this subjective thing. It's got a lot of emotion in it. It's got skills, but it's, you know, it's just an output of something that was internal to start with and obviously is hard to measure because it's not made for that suddenly it's being measured. So you've got numbers attached to something that used to be kind of free form, fluid, I don't know, like, yeah, subjective. And now on top of that, you are now changing your creative process completely in, in making things that I guess, you know, you're worrying more about the performance of that piece of art rather than the piece of art itself. Exactly right. That makes so much sense. And the thing is that Instagram has a look and people, you, you catch on when you actually see it working. You do a photo that's Instagrammable and it has that look and you get more likes and it oh, feeds wow. that process. It's like trends. So trends are now coming into play. Like, man, it would be so boring if everything everybody did as a creative expression all was based on a trend. How would a new trend start? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. But like there's it, uh, there's one really funny subversive Instagram account that I like. Ooh, yes, I do tell. should look actually who it is. Yeah, you have a look at that. I was just going to say something now, um, just going off what you were saying. Something that is interesting to me is I've shared before that I watch a lot of YouTube 
which every time I say that, I feel like people are like, wait, are you a 14 year old, like <laughs> gaming person? I don't know. But guys, YouTube's really diverse. It's just like Instagram or anything else. You can find some good stuff there. Um, but something's really interesting is there's been this huge trend of people adjusting and changing their content to try to appeal to the algorithm. Uh, so not even the responses from the public, cause it's a little different, I think in the way that it worked, you can like videos and do all of that sort of stuff. There are numbers associated, like number of subscribers and all of that. But also there are these weird things that happen where some videos for some mysterious reason, perform really well and that's the keyword like perform so yeah youtubers have been sharing how they will go back and change what they're doing entirely and make huge hugely different choices about how they project themselves online or uh, continue their work as a creator and they will even change the path they're on so you know someone who one particular uh, youtuber recently her name's Claire Delise. Um, I'll link her in the little show notes, but she up until now did all this really interesting stuff where she would do like kind of character stuff. So she would like make up her face or um, make different items to make characters. So she did like an evil tooth fairy look. And so she would have a weird kind of like zany wand and like a crazy face of makeup and all this sort of stuff. But what she noticed was YouTube would smash her for that content. It wasn't performing well when it came to the algorithm. Uh, and other filters that were on because YouTube is notorious for not liking SF, uh, like FX makeup. Why? Um, I don't know. I think they see it as horror content oh. and there's issues around. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of that's censorship. Weird, it is, right? So this is the problem is kind of the censorship. That's really where it's going. But anyway, sadly, she's now publicly said she's not doing that content anymore. Her art content just had bad um, response. So now she's just doing boring stuff. And the latest mm. thing I saw I put up was like, my little makeup collection and decluttering it because that right now is like a trend is people showing them themselves decluttering stuff. It's like, it's really sad. So she's completely walked away, I think from Mm. the public expression of her own creative output. Like, yeah. So censorship sucks. So tell me about this Instagram account. So it's called Insta repeat. Okay. It's this anonymous 27 year old from Alaska And what she's done is she has found these trends that she can see on Instagram. She like screenshots all the similar ones and then puts them together in this like composite photo and puts it on this Instagram account. It's very funny. Like for example. So she's calling people out. Yeah, she's calling people out. Tent hole. So, you know, (laughs) it's a photo of you're sitting inside your tent. Yep. You're looking out through the doors of the tent that are open mm-hmm. and in the distance is some snow-capped mountain. Right. Which when you turn your phone towards me and show me, it just looks like a little quad, like, you know, a little uh, grid of circles because they all look pretty identical with like a mountain in the background or something. Exactly. They're all very similar. So she's wow. got like, how many here? It's like 12, 12. or something. Wow. I had to do the math. Yes. She's got 12 of the same image and I'm sure that she's got hundreds more, but there's the same ones, you know, the yeah. close up of a hairy cow, you know, that big. Oh, wow. It's It's like a bison or a, no, like a, I don't even know what you would call that. Like a yak or something. Yeah. It's like a yak thing with the woolly hair. Oh, I've seen those prints in places like Kmart, like this department store we have. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to call anyone out, but your mum might have one on the wall at her house. Um, it's actually a beautiful photo, but it is. And you know what? I have seen hairy cows, woolly (laughs) woolly cows in the wild and forced Rowan to stop the car. 
and get out because I have yeah. to take a photo of the hairy cow for Instagram. Oh my gosh. Rowan is Rebecca's husband, by the way. <laughs> He's not just um, her. Uh, my chauffeur. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could be, you know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of life you lead. I mean, you could be fancy as all get out. I don't know. You know, we all, well, actually, do we have secret lives anymore? <laughs> not on, on Instagram. Note. Oh, segue, segue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming on a segue here. I'm getting to a segue. Um, censorship, actually, first of all, was there more you wanted to say about what happened? Oh, because we should do that. We should talk more about, because we've only got the context. Okay. So, yeah. So, so the point is we've come to a point where I'm taking photos of hairy cows because mm-hmm. Instagram tells me that's what I need to do. Right. Or Bummer. tent holes. Right. Or mountains and camper vans and jumping in the air. It doesn't sound fun anymore. It wasn't fun anymore. And actually some of the photos I took were nice and I actually like them. Whether agree, I like agree. Them, but do I like I can them? link your uh, I can link <laughs> I can link this account below if uh, anyone wants to go and have a look cuz Rebecca's actually a very ta- talented photographer. I must say I didn't actually say at the beginning of this episode, but um Rebecca's actually uh yeah, uh, does a few different things. I don't know if you want to mention that like what you do creatively or what you spend your time doing. I basically I'm a jack of many trades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which I think you are too, Heidi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just not um, getting paid for any of them. Neither, neither am I, really. Oh, well, hey, yeah, we just talked about that, there didn't we? There you go, we? yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, look, the cool thing is um, Beck is someone who I wanted to talk to because she's similar to me. So a lot of ideas in your head, cool perspective, unique look at the world. You know, you've got a lot of ways that you express yourself creatively. And um, that's probably all you need to know. It doesn't matter what you do with your day jobs and <laughs> such like that. That's kind of boring. We're not talking about those things. We're talking about creativity. Creativity. But then they get sucked out when oh. you feel that you have to follow the trend. Yes. Okay. Now's the sad part of the story. Well, yeah. Well, it came to a point where I'm traveling through Asia and I didn't pick my camera up for three months in Asia. Did you pick up any kind of camera even for yourself? Yeah, but like to take, you know, holiday snaps. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. Not anything I would share as a portfolio piece. So um, basically it's gone from you taking pictures for your own, you know, enjoyment and fun. I mean, I have been privileged enough to see a short film you made when you were such a small child about your family dog, (laughs) which was amazing, by the way. Yeah. So you've gone from like that happy-go-lucky kind of, oh, this is cool, I'm going to make this, it's awesome, to then that uptight feeling kind of growing and you worrying a little more about what your expression means to other people yeah, and how that reflects on you. And then now it's like all of it's been put in a box. How did you, like, have you come out of that? Is your photo taking still tucked away? Like It is a little bit. And the thing is that the only, the first photo I then put back onto Instagram only happened recently, mm-hmm. because the day that Instagram took away the measured likes. Right. So up until that point, Instagram was a platform where just below the little square, there was a little heart symbol and it had a number next to it. And yeah. That's what, the number. Oh. That's the number that you want to get to. You know, if I had about 100 likes, I was happy. Cool. Any less. And I was like, oh, it's a bit sad. You know, 200 likes, that's pretty good. Yeah. But now it just says liked by a couple of people just has their names and it mm-hmm. doesn't have a number. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so relieving. That's amazing. Yeah. So I put a photo up and it wasn't even also, a great photo. Like it was on my iPhone. It was fine. But it shouldn't maybe matter. It was, yeah. It's subjective, right? So yeah, no longer should, like you should really, I mean, we all should be not trying to worry about what other people think of our art. If art was based on its reception, like I remember once uh, when I was doing my year 12 
art project, which I don't even know why I took art. I think I just like liked it. I wasn't very good at it, guys. That should be the point of all creative outlets, though. <laughs> Woo-woo! Yeah. I was winning, winning. <laughs> um, that's the winning formula. No, I'm just joking. Please don't just pick things because you love them. I mean, I, I'm not advising anyone on anything particular. Just do what you want to do. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> But my HSC, yeah, I did um, art and I decided to do a painting, like a series of paintings for my project, which was so over the top. I I can't paint. Like I literally, I honestly can't even remember making these decisions. Hmm. It's really funny. Anyway, my teacher comes over to me and she's having this conversation about my probably terrible painting. Uh, and she could see I was a bit lost, you know, and she just said to me, you know, what are you trying to do here? Like, what do you want your art to do? And so she was probably asking a bigger question about where it was coming from and everything. And I just said, well, you know, I want it to be very aesthetically pleasing. And she just looked at me with this horrified look. Now, I went to a performing arts school. So luckily, my art teacher was like bomb.com. And she just looked me right in the eyes. And she was like, aesthetically pleasing. Huh? You just want to please people. Yeah. But she was like, you know, some people think that peeing on a footpath is aesthetically pleasing Wow, that's a, as a piece of art. That was a big jump that she made. She just went for it, man. <laughs> she just like told me. She told me so. And it was a really cool moment because I think like regardless of whether um I may have ended up with a terrible art project anyway, but, you know, I learned something about, you know, aesthetics and the point of artwork. Yeah. And I think up until that point, you know, when you're a kid and you draw a tree and it's like all the trees look the same because it's aesthetically pleasing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You're not going to do a creative tree that's wild and wacky and nuts because yeah. that's not what the book says. Well, it's, that's, yeah. yeah. It's weird. So I think we get this idea in our head that there's like certain things that people like and certain things that people don't. And what she was pointing out was we don't really know, actually. It could be anything and art should be free. Like there should mm. be this freedom of expression. So... Yes. That is exactly how it should be. And I totally agree in all avenues of art and creativity, but the internet has made it worse for us. Yeah. I think it's funny because it feels like when things like social media first really like jumped up and like landed in our laps, so to speak, like here's a platform for you to express yourself. Everyone was super pumped and, you know, you definitely saw that kind of, uh, you know, energy and like, um, motivation to express and to share and it's almost like now because it's reached this level of and, – and look, it's not always just for – would you – like – so with things like Instagram and the number and all of that, that affects obviously your personal opinion of things or your feelings about it. But on top of that, if you ever wanted to be professional, like you said, become a travel photographer, all that work you have online is your portfolio, mm. whether you like it or not, and your engagement with your audience all comes with it. So mm. when someone's thinking – will I hire you now? Unfortunately, they Google you. Yeah. And an aspect <laughs> of what they're looking at is, do you have an audience already? Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I actually, I approached lots of like adventure tourism companies and businesses in Europe oh, when yeah, I was yeah. living there mm-hmm. in order to have sponsorships and do partnerships. Right. And I had to set the bar, not high, not too high, mm-hmm. because I know that these huge companies aren't going to take me and my 800 followers. Yes. They want people with 10,000 followers. And they actually sometimes explicitly say that. Wow. They will only partner with people with minimum 10,000 followers. Wow. See, this is this is new territory, surely, for like the creative world. It's wild. And it's all of us attempting to monetize or validate our 
creative expression. And in the end, I had some amazing sponsorships with people. Awesome. Congratulations. They, thank you. They oh. didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, It's yeah. a trade. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is another added problem. When wow. I'm not paying my bills with exposure and sponsorships mm. and, you know, a van that I got in Germany for a week. Mm. Mm. It was fun though. Yeah. I loved it. So, <laughs> so I can see why you said before, like, it's kind of embarrassing to be like, to say now, oh, I really wanted to be a travel photographer because to get there, it sounds like it's immeasurably hard uh, because you can't, it's not just about your talent or your drive because obviously you have that in spades. Like, you know, you're motivated, you're so motivated to do it. You invest in your travel like already. That's something that you're passionate about, um, which is something like we could talk about another time. But <laughs> yes, uh, Beck is very well traveled. How many mm-hmm. countries have you been to? Have you hit the magical... 30 by the time you're 30 or oh, past it. Well, oh, well woo. past it. <laughs> She's well past it, guys. Uh, that's old news. But also let's not tick off a country. It's not about ticking off. Oh, it's okay. It's yes. experiences. So. Okay. So do you think, so with you saying that just now, right, mm-hmm. I'm hearing that maybe there's like a shift that's taking place for you mentally about a lot of these issues. Are you finding you're pushing yourself more to make decisions based on things that you care about and your values rather than, you know, measures or ticks. Yeah, exactly right. And I feel like my whole life and probably a lot of people's lives, you grow up and everything that you offer to the world, school or clubs or university, Mm -hmm. everything is you're wanting approval for it, which makes sense. That's what school is. You're getting graded. I think it's probably a survival skill as well, because when the adults around you are approving and happy with what you're doing, Mm. you're I guess it's giving you that like safety. Yeah. You're keeping the connection, the relationship, you're keeping them around. It's validating. Yeah. Maybe that's like a good in yourself. Yeah. And I feel like my whole life I set myself up that everything I did was for someone else and someone else's approval. Yeah. And it's like permeated all parts of me now. So a few months ago I bought a keyboard, a piano keyboard Mm -hmm. because I wanted to start singing again. Cool. I want to make music. I am not going to be a professional singer. Definitely not going to be a you professional piano player. I'm um, pretty horrendous I mean, I don't, I've never seen you play. I think you've probably got it in you. I'm going to just give you but that. But I don't want to be a professional. Awesome. I just want to okay. enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I, it's the first time where I'm doing something creative that's not for anyone's approval. Yeah, right on. It's for me to just to enjoy making music in my spare room. Yeah, that's I don't cool. want to share it with people. That's cool. I don't need to. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. That sounds really nice. Like... It sounds different when you're talking about that compared to when you're talking about when you were essentially like living the dream in inverted commas where you were the online creative or the sharing creative. There's now parts of you that are more like private and the, yeah, you're responding to like your own, uh, I don't know, intrinsic, yeah. Um, it's a desire to be creative for myself. Like if I, I was thinking so much about this when I was in Asia and I wasn't taking photos, I was like, if there was no one else on earth, would I still be taking photos? Ooh, that's interesting. Or am I taking photos purely to show the other people on earth? Yeah, see, I've had that same question about this podcast. So it's funny that I ended up pushing my energy into doing this podcast because I could do a lot of different other things. I really love writing. Mm. And of course, like I love music myself, like you know that. I like to and sing and both. stuff, right? Oh, like I'm not terrible, but yeah, like I can, I have the skills enough to be able mm. to express what's inside myself Which in a nice. way that I, yeah, that's like enough for me to do. But the podcast was appealing, I think, because it was, 
it was probably uncharted territory for me. So I don't feel any particular, I don't have any particular emotional connection yet to the world of podcasting, except as a, a listener. Mm-hmm. And I get so much out of podcasts that I was yes. like, and, and I don't have anything particularly special to say, but I was, um, yeah, I think now I'm kind of at that point where I'm, I've invested in this now and I'm motivated to keep going. Mm. And it's hard not to have that little thing popping up in my head of like, well, where's it going next mm-hmm. and all of that. And I'm trying to just, just yeah. enjoy and, it. Yeah. And I think the other thing was that recently I shared this podcast link with some people that I knew. And that was a funny moment because I was sort of, I think now I think a little bit too much about it. Mm. So as in, I do want to be like what you were saying where I'm creating this because I need an outlet and I'm enjoying it. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm so motivated. But at the same time, I am worried that if I share it with anybody that it will be tarnished. But at the same time, so. Because then that'll fuel the need to keep going, to keep doing it, maybe monetize it. Maybe, yeah, 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 and think more about it. Mm-hmm. So Instead of just doing it for your own enjoyment. Right. But, but for it to be a podcast and mm-hmm. function in that way as an expression, I feel like it needs someone listening. Mm-hmm. So it's like this catch-22 mm-hmm. of like, I don't, I'm not doing this for the sake of any numbers or a particular reaction, but it kind of comes along with the territory possibly. I think, or this is where it's like what you're saying is like, would I record this if no one was listening? And I I think I would. It is hard. That's a bit different, I guess, because. Well, it might not be. It might not be, see, because I would still record this, Mm. I think, if no one listened. But one of the funny things is that like part of it for me Uh, podcasts I feel really connected to like there's a lot of connection in it and I think there's value in that so as long as I my content is like aligning with my values and based on nothing else other than literally like I always say like what's on my mind Mm. maybe there's still value in sharing it as long as yeah it's it's all about then figuring out how to keep it pure or something or as close to pure as possible exactly don't like get the train running too fast without you Maybe, maybe it's, it's, yeah. (laughs) That analogy is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark, trademark there. Um, No one else can use that. That's Rebecca trademark there. Um, But I guess like the interesting thing is, is like where to from here. So I would hate for people to stop sharing their creativity because I personally, like you said, you liked Instagram. I like Instagram. I I use it mostly to follow artists, which is ironic. Mm. You know, I just love looking at all kinds of things, especially illustrators Mm. and people who do things like embroidery and felting and weird stuff that I have no idea how to do, but I just have so much uh, ad- admiration for. If people stop sharing, that would be so tragic. Mm. Although I guess the payoff is people will be happier by the sounds of it sometimes. I guess it depends on their motivations for things. But yeah. as, a, as a consumer of creative things, creative people, mm. You need them to keep doing stuff, don't you? But that's another thing that was really poignant that I read in a book about creativity last year. At the same time that I'm in Asia, I'm not taking photos, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about what's the point of this whole avenue. I literally was in a bookshop and I just picked it up. So I might not even be able to find out what it was. But the one takeaway from the five-second browsing through this book... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) ...that actually was really impactful 
was dude i once got so much from the title of a book i never read it no joke do you know what it was called oh, yeah feel the fear and do it anyway i was like done i'm out i'm good i've got the message yeah thank right you right on thank you so cheap yeah it didn't cost me anything yeah about two seconds well this was a comment that he said the author said don't create anything you don't already consume okay because if you are then you don't know the world. You don't know that world. Right. So let's say I'm uh, a person who enjoys Instagram and YouTube, mm-hmm. but I don't read much. Right. Especially fiction, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So I shouldn't go out there and write a fiction book. Right. Because I don't know what's cliched or what's done or what's overdone or what's the the rules. To break the rules, you need to know the rules, but you know nothing. So you're just contributing to noise. So it's kind of like language. Right. If you don't speak the language, don't speak the language. Exactly. Right. That's an interesting idea because like that sounds like a restriction, but at the same time, it isn't, it isn't because it's saying know yourself, know where your heart is at and just push yourself out into that space that, you know, don't be afraid to like connect yeah. with your own interests and your own world of knowledge. Exactly. And, and don't just jump into blogging because you see people making money from blogging right if you aren't consuming other blogs you're just adding to the noise yeah this is something I remember I might have talked to you about this before is feeling like I'm adding to noise mm. because that's the other thing is there's a lot of saturation I think now in different spaces like you Definitely. said you 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 know your little like your little your heart for travel and your heart for photography is like oh I might be able to get paid to take photos in other countries which was an idea you would have had purely like on your own without any idea of social media necessarily. Mm. But then you jump on there and look into that world and, and then you, you realize see people doing it. Whoa. Yeah. And you're like, I, whoa, he did it. Maybe I could just do what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that he is times 1 million or something, or maybe there's only five and there's 1 million people trying to get the five jobs. That's exactly right. Right. And also I actually met one Instagrammer. Mm-hmm. It's funny. They're not photographers. They're Instagrammers. Isn't that funny? Oh, that's funny. I don't know. Maybe this he, is, this I is, want to believe he's also a photographer. No, this is a big thing in YouTube <laughs> land as well where people are kind of like, where's the crossover between, you know, am I a filmmaker mm. or am I a YouTuber? Am I a social influencer? Like mm. what term? Labels. I, I love how we all get stuck on like, oh, what label am I? Like That's uh, an identity crisis we're all going through. Oh, my gosh. But this guy that I met, um, I actually just like met up with him from Instagram. He was visiting Amsterdam and I was like, I'll take you around mm-hmm. and I'll show you some of the spots that I like. We'll go take some photos together, which first of all was very terrifying because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really putting myself out there. Yeah. But he had tens of thousands of followers. Oh, wow. Tens of thousands. He had great photos. Yeah. But then I was saying that to my husband, Rowan, and he was like, oh, he's totally bought, bought followers. Oh. Like he's definitely bought followers because you look at the Instagram account and they only have so many photos. They can't have 30,000 followers wow. if their account's only like a year old. Right, right. And they've got like 20 photos. Yep. So there's the other thing. You can buy followers. So isn't it crazy that like in this situation, you know, you have lost faith in the platform that you were getting so much enjoyment out of, you know, you've shut that off and said no more, you know, you, you don't want to be measured anymore. You want to just like be yourself and you've gone back to your own self, your own values and your roots and like put the camera down, had Mm. a good think about it. Exactly. Um, and you know, and then here, here is this other crazy aspect of it which is you Mm. might have made those decisions based on complete fiction 
um, in some ways. Like this yeah, is happening on other platforms fiction. is where, yeah, <laughs> because people are projecting a certain way. Exactly. And so then you make a choice based on that. I mean, we're all doing it on our personal social media probably. Yeah, definitely. I do. We're all comparing ourselves to each other. Yeah, and it's funny because we're comparing ourselves to a projection of somebody else that they've obviously Which is the curated. highlights reel. Or, yes, and it sounds like on top of that, it's not just the highlights reel. It's also possibly, you know, it's... A curated um, highlights reel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with false, num- like, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like false if you support. can buy, mm. yeah, if you can buy audience... Well, then even those aspects of it being successful or not is all potentially not real either. Mm. So it makes you think uh, think twice about what you're putting out and what it means to you. I think what you're saying is very true. And a cool point to make today, we're living in a time where something very subjective and personal that means a lot to people, um, which is expression of self, expression of creativity and, you know, the things that are inside us, sharing them with other people has kind of become tarnished by measurement and and that expression is becoming essentially a product. You know, it's, yeah. Um, and there are people out there who do that really well. They sell a product. They buy followers. They know what they're doing. Mm. They may not be the most creative photographers in the world. Right. So it's almost like that, you know, to maybe like the average person on a platform, they look like a creative, a professional creative or whatever, but they're actually something else. No, they're yeah, exactly right. They're a marketer, which is a skill in itself. Wow. And I'm all on board for those people. Mm. But we need to understand as consumers that it's fiction. Right. Yeah. And it's advertising. It's no different than the advertising world, which we all poke holes in. Oh, yeah. But we don't do that. It's on... kind of soul destroying. <laughs> yeah. But that's the same with... Everything. Someone's always trying to sell something. Yeah. <laughs> I sound so cynical. I was going to say, it's kind of bummer. It's a bummer, isn't it? Like it's a bummer of a um, ending point. So what I, from that, right. Um, so obviously we don't want to leave it on too cynical a note. Uh, although cynicism has its place, you know. Sure. It's not all bad. No. Obviously like your feelings right now about expressing yourself as a creative person are not like, oh, woe is me, never again. Well, surely it's not, right? No. I don't know. Well, basically I said to myself, I'm going to take a photo when I want to. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to share it if I want to. And especially now Instagram's taken off the number of likes. Yeah. I'm more encouraged probably to actually post more stuff. Just right. lazy. Haven't got to it, but I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. doesn't matter, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's all up to you. And um, just to be self-promoting, that is why this podcast, the title of it is probably terrible for search engines, terrible for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> um, should we tell the funny story right now about uh, your mum uh, trying to listen to this podcast? No, I don't oh, know the story. You do. I'll tell you why. Oh, what happened? Because I heard about it through your mum. But um, Beck's mum, who's beautiful, was um, wanting to support me and listen to my podcast. And, you know, she'd seen the link come up on her Facebook because she's my friend on there. And and she went to the page and it said, this podcast isn't working. Oh. And she thought, oh, okay, I'll come back later. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So then anyway, she goes about her life for a few days and she thinks, oh, go and see if it's back on now. Oh, my God. And she goes to the link and it says, this podcast isn't working. And, you know, being ever the resourceful woman she is, <laughs> she contacts her younger daughter, you know, who's a, a woman of the modern world. And she says to you, yeah, she said this is what happens. She's, I have no Bec, idea. Bex giving me the questioning eyes. I swear this is real. She said to you, oh, Heidi's podcast isn't working. Oh. And you just replied. You probably just thought, oh, it must not be working. And you replied, maybe try again later. 
Oh my gosh, I had no idea that that, that was thought, why she oh, struggled to listen to it. When she Oh man, that is so funny. Oh, when she told me this story, it made me laugh because I thought you were in on it. Like and no. you just thought, Oh, this will be funny, I'll just tell her, Oh, maybe try it later, Mom. Like, I was completely oblivious to what she oh, was saying. I that, thought it genuinely wasn't working for her. That makes so much oh my more God, sense. It's so much funnier. Oh, hilarious. Anyway, after that, she then realized somehow that it's the title of this podcast. And she was like Oh my gosh. She said she laughed so much. She was like nearly on the floor laughing <laughs> at so herself, funny. just by herself. Oh, um, to make fun of her mercilessly. Yeah. And this. then, oh yeah. Oh, so funny. And so basically what I'm saying is I know the title of the podcast is kind of silly and it doesn't make sense in an obvious way. Uh, but to me, it's really, really meaningful because it's a constant reminder that I'm not doing this for, you know, likes or payment or mm. it's not my job. Mm. Um, and like you just said, really at the end of the day, being able to discover for yourself, the freedom that comes with just making choices based on your own world and your own perspective. I mean, there's, there's a place for other people, but when it comes to your personal expression, you know, you should feel free to express yourself how you want to and how you need to, you know, obviously as much as you can be kind to people and Mm. and don't hurt people, but you know, there's, there's so much, I don't know. It's like, there's so much in doing that, that is, it's almost like improves your, I don't know, how would you say it makes you feel like, so when you're, so the couple of times now that you've decided to pick up a camera or, Mm. you know, I know recently, um, I gave you a Polaroid camera. I don't know Mm. if you've had a chance to use it, but like, you know, if you've, when you have made those decisions where, you know, you sit down at your keyboard or you take a Polaroid that no one can see or Mm -hmm. whatever, how does that feel now? that you've kind of come through this realization of what had happened to your thinking about creative mm. expression to now when you are choosing to do it, when you want yeah. to, for no other reason. And I think that's, that's exactly what it is. And it's more, it's freeing. It's more in, enjoyable in a sense. And at the end of the day, well, you know, no one's going to hire me to be, you know, some lounge singer with my piano. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs> You know, dreams can uh, come true, Beth. I don't want it to be a dream. I actually don't want to do that. I keep on doing this where you're like, maybe I won't be professional. I'm like, maybe you will be. And you're like, yeah. no, the point of this podcast is talking about not being professionally creative, like, you know, exactly. professional creative. Oh, I'm missing the point, people. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, it's because you're being encouraging and that's what the world does. Like I, I, I recorded a song, I sang and I sent it to a friend who's in Texas. Cool. Who is a professional singer and is amazing. Yes. And the first thing she says is, oh, you should gig or you should record more. And you're like, that's just really encouraging, but I don't need to. Cool. So you can take that now as like, awesome. Like that's really nice feedback on what I'm doing. And, you know, it's a motivator to kind of keep pursuing what you want to do, but it doesn't mean that you should feel the weight Mm -hmm. of monetizing your expression. Exactly. And that's freeing and that's enjoyable. And you should just enjoy stuff instead of feel pressured to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, wrapping up this conversation, bringing it into land, Mm. as they say, I just want to thank you so much for being candid about, yeah, what's been going on behind the scenes for you as someone who is creative and who is, you know, at a, a tricky time in your life where you've had this kind of a bit of a blow to your enjoyment and your understanding of like who you are as a creative and to see you coming out the other side of that's really cool. So the fact that I saw your comment on Instagram about the fact you felt free to post because nobody was adding up the numbers of, you know, whoever had said like they'd approved of you, mm-hmm. you know, 
that was really, that was cool to see that. And I think what's interesting is that I said to you at the beginning of this, before we started recording, I had no idea you felt like that. I think that happens a lot on social media. People Mm. kind of just go quiet Mm -hmm. and you might find out later that something really significant happened for them. Mm. I actually went off social media for over a year completely. And that's another story for another time, but it was a similar kind of thing where I actually started to question why was I on there? Mm -hmm. Why did it matter so much to me? And was it worth it at the time to expose myself to it when it was really hurting me? Mm. Because I was getting like really upset. So it sounds sort of similar. It's like, this is not adding value anymore. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but it sounds like you're on track to like figuring out where those things have a place for you now. Yeah. Like expressing yourself. Do you think you'll keep your Instagram open, your photography Instagram? I don't know. I I want to take more photos and add to it. Actually, you know, one thing I do want to do is I want to like go through all these thousands of photos from the last 10 years Uh and pull out the ones that I never shared because they were not good enough, in my opinion. Ooh, yes. And then the B-sides. But the ones that I've enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. have other aspects to them that are like nice to share. And... I think at the end of the day, what I would prefer is engagement. I want people to comment right. and be like, wow, that looks like a great experience. Or so can you tell me more? Yeah, yeah tell connection. me more about your trip to Morocco. You know, not, awesome. not cool pick, follow back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the special and hashtag like, love, love this post. And you're like, you are not real. You're a computer. I want a real person to yeah. actually engage in a conversation. And what would you do if they said, I hate this. Oh, wow. That is a conversation. So you would Probably like appreciate them. it. <laughs> <laughs> Hater. <laughs> I don't need that. Just, just, yeah, you don't. in my life. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just being silly. Where to from here for Beck, the creative person? I think it's just, I'm just going to keep enjoying myself. Mm, nice. That's all that matters. I'm loving that. And mm. if you're creative, dear listener, well, everyone's creative. This is what happened at the beginning when I said, if you're creative, and then I realized, <laughs> wait, hang on, everybody's creative. Do you, you know, I think that's, it's cheesy. You do you, boo, or whatever. But you should. But it's so true. Yeah. And thank you for being on this podcast because the, this topic has like a special meaning to me because of why I'm making this podcast. So I've felt really validated by hearing your thoughts. And I think people should connect more like this because to be honest, I know you really, really well in a way, but we've never had this conversation, mm. I feel like. And, you know, the, the funny thing is I would never have known about it except that you shared publicly, mm. which is funny because in real life we're friends. So yeah, that funny. doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, that's, um, that's the beauty of connecting in a real way online. So mm. you can use it like in a positive way. And so, yeah. So for now, I will continue making this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it is working, mum. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. It's working. It's working. Oh, yeah, it's working. Oh, yeah. mum. Oh, your mum. My Bex mum. Uh, if you're out there, shout out to Bex mum. If you, we're, we're very proud of you for using your resources and figuring out how to listen to the podcast that was not working. You now know it is. The secret's out. So, um, yeah. So for anyone else out there, wait, they'll already be listening. They know it's working. Yeah. Uh, but that was funny. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to leave all this in because I'm awkward as. <laughs> And that's what this is about, people. It's about reality. Woo! So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I think it's going to be pretty unedited in the end. So it's great. You've got to hear all of our rambling. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Heidi, for having me. Yes. This was very nice to You're chat. welcome. And if Beck really wants to, um, I will put her Instagram link down below. 
you don't, you never know. If she doesn't um, put it there, then you'll know that she is not ready to share it yet. Yeah. And that's okay too. So <laughs> you do you. Exactly. So that's, um, we're basically laughing at ourselves at this point. We're really trying to wrap this up. Land that plane, Heidi, land that plane. Um, this is your captain speaking. We are coming into land. Uh, it's a lovely day in Sydney today, top of 22, bright and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Have a lovely day wherever you may be going and don't leave your umbrellas in your seats. Wait, no one's have umbrellas today. It's not even raining. Oh, guys, I'll see you next time on This Podcast Isn't Working. I'll be in your earbuds in a week's time. Come join me then. Bye. <laughs>